I don't know what cloud your judgment worse. Your guilt or your antiquated sense of morality. Bruce, I forgive you for not saving me. But why? Why on God's earth? Is he still alive? <laughs> Gotta give the boy points. He came all the way back from the dead to make this shindig happen. So, who's got a camera? Ooh, ooh, get one of me and the kid first. Then you and me, then the three of us, and then one with the crowbar. Then... You be as quiet as possible, or I'll put one in your lap first. Party pooper. No cake for you. Ignoring what he's done in the past, blindly, stupidly disregarding the entire graveyards he's filled, the thousands who have suffered, the friends he's crippled. You know, I thought... I thought I'd be the last person you'd ever let him hurt. If it had been you that he'd beat to a bloody pulp, if he had taken you from this world, I would have done nothing but search the planet for this pathetic pile of evil death-worshipping garbage and send him off to hell. You don't understand. I don't think you've ever understood. What? What, your moral code just won't allow for that? It's too hard to cross that line? No! God Almighty, no! It'd be too damned easy. All I've ever wanted to do is kill him. A day doesn't go by when I don't think about subjecting him to every horrendous torture he's dealt out to others, and then end him. Aw, so you do think about me. But if I do that, if I allow myself to go down into that place, I'll never come back. Why? I'm not talking about killing Penguin, or Scarecrow, or Dent. I'm talking about him. Just him. And doing it because... Because he took me away from you. I can't. I'm sorry. That is so sweet. Well, you won't have a choice. I won't. This is what it's all been about. This. You and me and him. Now is the time you decide. If you won't kill this psychotic piece of filth, I will. If you want to stop me, you're going to have to kill me. You know I won't. I'm going to blow his deranged brains out. And if you want to stop it, you're going to have to shoot me. Right in my face. This is turning out even better than I'd hoped. It's him or me! You have to decide! Decide now! Do it! Him or me! Decide! Marksman. I love it. You managed to find a way to win. 
and everybody still loses. <laughs> Don't spoil it! This is better! I'm the only one who's gonna get what he wants tonight! Yes! Bing, bang, boom! We all go out together! Don't you just love a happy ending? Thank you for checking out the One Best Podcast, Batcast Edition. I am your host, Andrew Karachi, alongside... Andrew Quimby. And do you like that i let you actually introduce your name? Or would you rather me just say it going forward? I, I, I like being able to say my name. Okay. It shows that I'm actually a person and not a figment of your imagination. <laughs> There's just two... It's just me having a podcast with myself, which I probably could do. Anyways, uh, what do we have in store tonight? Tonight we are going to be discussing the Batman movie Under the Red Hood, as well as Batman Death in the Family Choose Your Own Adventure movie thing that came out semi-recently. That so is pretty much alternate alternate ending Red Hood is pretty much what it yeah, is. It's, 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 that sums it up. Yeah, it's kind of a an interesting basically special feature version of red hood yeah yeah it's pretty much what it is so yeah mm-hmm. we'll, we'll discuss the red hood like that's the majority of this podcast and then we'll talk some about the alternate endings but we're not going to go into too much detail of that of it as a movie because it's not really a movie the, yeah, i mean it'll just get probably just get we'll pull in little bits of here and there as we go through the red hood because that's the most relevant it actually gives because it gives context to a lot of random scenarios within the red hood it kind of just gives them context which is good i guess that's about as the most useful it is right but uh as usual you can find you can find the podcast obviously you found it but uh we are on um itunes stitcher uh spotify search one best podcast and all those platforms uh any major podcast form that google podcasts run all of it um Check us out on Facebook, search Backcast or Backcast Weekly. Um, it'll be that same little logo that you see as you're watching this podcast on your mobile device. Also, uh, we have a Twitter. It's not very active. I just post stuff, the, the podcast itself. So you, it's uh, Pinfall Wrap-Up. Yeah, it's still called that. I don't know how to change Twitter handles. Uh, that's how... I don't understand yeah, how, I don't know if you can. No, it's can, just you make you? a new Twitter. Oh, you Twitter handle is the account. You, you, I think you pretty much. I don't even know how. Twitter. I didn't even know how I made this Twitter account. I think Rob originally made it. Probably. I don't know. I don't do the Twitters. Right, but somehow it's linked up with my phone, and I just let. I just that's what I use for my Twitter. So, <laughs> uh, and I don't know how to change anything because I, I, I'm not a Twitter guy. Yeah, you're you're posting our podcast on it. That's all we really need. Right. Um, If you have questions, comments, concerns, 
want to tell us how your day is doing. You just want to talk to us about what you saw when you crossed the street. Did you run? Did you walk? Or maybe you saw Batgirl running because they did that really long, weird scene in The Killing Joke last week. But the uh, maybe you want to go out for a run like Batgirl or go out for a run like um, Red Hood did earlier. Where he says, nice night for a run. But... Uh, <laughs> You can I listen to our, you can listen to our podcast while you while you're going out for your Red Hood run or your uh, Barbara Gordon run. However you want to run is up to you. Uh, I don't know how we're going to tie that into whatever the hell I was about to say. So I'm just going to leave it at that. Um, check us out on or email us at onebestpodcast at gmail.com. Andrew reads those emails daily. And then he will read them on the show, even if he doesn't like them. Mm, allegedly. <laughs> and with that said, I, I think I gave you enough time while I was rambling. Did you check our emails? Yes, we have received no emails. But you could just say, I read them and I'm not going to read them. You don't have to announce to everyone that we're, we, nobody wants to talk to us. But I've screened the hundreds and hundreds of fan emails we've received. Most of them are just naked pictures of women um, because they're big fans of us. And they just that's that's how much a fan they are. Um, I screened all those because there was actually no words and I can't describe the pictures because that's a reason. Um, otherwise, yeah, just send us an email with words. That's probably a lot more usable to us. And uh, default, if you're listening, send us some more info. Andrew won't read it, though. Mm. If default sends it. He's been banned from the show by Andrew. Mm. Right? Didn't you ban him already? Yeah, that sounds about right. (laughs) So, So, yeah, if you have questions, literally anything, you could send it through there. Facebook's a good spot because I'll get that right away. Um, otherwise, you can email Andrew at Gmail. He's in charge of the emails. And uh, that's the little opening feel that I like to do. Oh, little news um, of our podcast. Uh, Tim Burton's Batman review we did, Batman 89, is now our number one rated podcast episode. Nice. So the live actions. That's the only one, though. That was the only one that got a big spike. The other ones spiked a little bit, but they're not in the... the, I think Red Sun is still in the top five. Do you think it has anything to do... Because to tangent off into the, the Michael Keaton... Yes. Because that's Michael Keaton Batman. Do you think it has anything to do with the fact that he's confirmed for a Batman movie? Could be. Maybe somebody, maybe people searched Michael Keaton and they wanted to hear a podcast of him and then they saw our podcast and thought we were interviewing him and were very disappointed. Or, mm. <laughs> I mean, it can't be that they wanted to listen to our podcast, right? Like, that can't be. I don't, I don't know. Maybe they were just looking up Batman 89. They wanted to hear some people discuss the movie and. I don't know how many podcasts have discussed Batman 89, but we're, we're, we did. We're probably the most recent podcast to do that, relatively. I doubt there's lots of podcasts covering that movie currently. 
And, you know, like, one thing is, like, remember around Christmas I sent you the Nostalgia Critics review of Batman Returns? Mm-hmm. It just, it, 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 it irked me a little bit that we reviewed that movie that week, and then he has to review it also. So it's like... <laughs> We would have probably been the only people reviewing that me- that movie, and then he kind of jumps in and kind of takes it. it. Like yeah. he didn't need to. He didn't need to. It was so random. It came out of nowhere. It almost was like he listens to the show. <laughs> I don't think he does, but he did. He's one of our like sixteen fans. Um, maybe that's the secret. <laughs> and he did use a line that I use a lot, and he did. Uh, he did say the term murdery, which I I've never heard anyone ever say. Yes, we are the only ones that I have ever seen or heard use the word murdery. I've never like that's just one of our weird word things we say because you know both of us love inventing words here. Um no nobody says murdery. Who says murdery except for us? Well it I got it from the tick. I don't, I don't, okay. The, the, the Amazon show, the tick. Um, mm, okay, so you actually stole it from something else. Yeah, of course. Here, you I thought this was original. I thought this was an original word creation. Well, wow. okay, so I've said <laughs> the word in the past. I'm sure I have. But when I heard it in the tick, I was like, I really like that word. And I'm going to make it mine now. Okay. Like I'm going to in the context of how it was used, I was like, okay, this is going to be the one best podcast new official word. So yeah, I I will say that we didn't mess I didn't necessarily steal it, but cuz I'm giving it credit. But the the term is the thing is I've never heard anyone else use it in that in that type of context or ever. So from Especially obscure... in a movie that we specifically talked about and probably said murdery in. Yeah, because Batman got murdery in that movie. Yeah. And he said it almost the same way we did. Yeah. He showed the scene of the guy getting the bomb strapped to him and being smiling at him and throwing him into the fucking uh, sewer or whatever, or the, the well. Yes, murdery is the best way to describe that scene. So, should we talk a little Batman news or save it for next week when we know more information? Yeah, we can do both. Okay. So, there's some rumors. There's Nothing's been actually confirmed yet. So, that's why I never like talking about rumors, just because it's, it might mean nothing. But the animated series sounds like it might be coming back. Uh, I know that Conroy and Mark Hamill both want it to come back. So... Uh, I don't know if it's going to, but they, I guess most of the the living members of the original show want to do it. So if they want to do it, Andrea Romano wants to direct it again. Bruce Tim wants to be involved in it again. I think it's going to happen. Sounds like HBO wants it. Yeah, they want it. They want it back. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. And when, what HBO wants, HBO gets. Yeah. Because HBO Max is quickly becoming, it's just climbing the charts of streaming services to the point where it's going to it's gonna compete with Netflix. See, I feel like 
HBO and to an extent Disney has seen what Netflix is doing, where it's just like original show, original show, original show. And Disney Disney has obviously jumped on that train where they literally have an original show planned out in the perfect array to where they always have a new show coming out spread out through the year to try to encourage slash maintain subscribers. Um, And I'm sure HBO is probably going to, which they're actually more familiar with creating, I feel like. No, I guess Disney has shows too. They also have the DC backbone too because um, DC already had all those shows made for their streaming service and now they they shut down their streaming service and combined Mm -hmm. it with HBO Max. Exactly. And I feel like for like streaming services, I feel like that is a key for their like success is to have original content to keep people subscribed. Yes. Because otherwise there's nothing to keep people there. Yes. And that's what DC did. They, they had a new show. They always had a new show, but the thing was they didn't have enough. And like, after we get done watching Titans, then what do you watch? Because there wasn't enough on there. So I think that's probably why their subscriptions fell a little bit. Plus, it's too it's too much of a niche audience. Mm-hmm. Where HBO, if you're not a you don't have to be a comic fan to get HBO Max. But if you are a Batman fan, HBO Max is definitely the app you want. Because they have everything. Everything we've reviewed has been on there except for the killing joke. Mm-hmm. So, and the, yeah, and the I, movie's on there relatively quick, too. Yeah. And, like, just as random tangent for, like, they have, like, the, I saw, like, Disney Plus has, like, their, like, schedule for new shows coming out. And they they obviously, they do their shows. They release them episode by episode to, yeah, so which the, helps so maintain subscribers. And... It's funny, like, they laid out basically their year, the next year of shows, and it's like, basically, whenever a show ends, there's a new show starting relatively, like, within a month or so. Yeah. So they just constantly keeping that train going, where they're constantly going to have a stream of new show content or whatever. And if they can get enough shows, if you can get a couple years worth of shows, then they constantly, then they turn around for shows, and then they could just keep rolling that for all of eternity. And if they can keep that going, like, I'm I'm, I'm not going to complain about high quality new shows about relevant industry, like relevant things like Star Wars and Marvel, even though this is technically a DC podcast. Is it, though? I mean, we're a Batman podcast, but you're pretty DC heavy, man. I I am. I am. I am. And it's it's usually because it's Batman related, but. Like, I got no problem. I like the Netflix uh, Marvel series they did. So, like, I-, I was a fan of Daredevil and Punisher. I didn't really watch Luke Cage or Iron Fist, but I'm sure I'd be okay with the- both of them. Because I liked, or Jessica Jones. Because I did like, I did like um, Daredevil a lot. And uh, I actually, I think it's one of the best comic book live action shows I've ever seen. It's really, really good. And then Punisher was excellent. Mm-hmm. So Jessica again, Jones did have the best villain ever. Which one did? I, I Jessica Jones. I love Jessica Jones. That was a great show. Yeah. The first I mean, season of that had a character. It was called Kilgrave, who basically, when he talked, he could control people's minds. I think it was some sort of like pheromone thing. 
something along those lines. And there was actually, I read an article not that long ago where someone's like, yeah, if he ever ran into the Avengers, he could basically take control of the Avengers instantly. So they created this character, which is about really context of the universe, but he's probably the most dangerous person who exists on the, in that world without even realizing it. Because like, if he had come in contact with someone who was genuinely powerful, like one of the Avengers, he could have basically had an Avenger as a slave and could have pulled all the in. He could have basically like owned the Avengers instantly, which would have created a terrifying thing. And that is a perfect segue into the Red Hood because there's a character that Batman fights in the very beginning called Amazo, which has the ability to absorb superhuman strength, the powers of superhumans. Which, if you're familiar with the Justice League animated series, when they introduced Amazo in that universe, he took the powers of all of the original members of the Justice League. So he had Green Lantern's ring. He had uh, her mace. Uh, oh, what's her face? Is Hawkgirl's mace? Super. They they tried to keep Superman away from it because they said if he showed up, it, it was going to make that thing unstoppable. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Superman showed up anyways, like the big dummy he is, and he was he was able to get the and then he got the Flash's power too. So he had super speed and super strength and all that stuff. And then Batman showed up and uh, he, he told everyone, I'll take it from here, which is kind of hilarious because they're all like, um, what? And he tried to take Batman's power, but he had no powers. And then Batman pulled out his kryptonite <laughs> to weaken him down. But then he was able to get away. But the... Uh, Amazo eventually what he did is he he left he left Earth and he just went through the entire universe and then he eventually came back to pretty much get revenge on Lex Luthor. And by the time he came back, he had every he, he went through the whole universe and took everyone's power. So when he came back, he was just this he was a freaking god. Mm. So and Batman took him down. Right. So this Amazo doesn't have any of the powers of these super beans yet. So thank God uh, Superman didn't show up because this would have been he this does movie would have, have been over pretty quick. He has lasers. Yes, he does. Um, so Bruce Greenwood voices Batman in this. John DiMaggio is the Joker. Neil Patrick Harris is Nightwing, and is it Gene? Ackles? Is that how it's pronounced? Dean from uh, from Supernatural. Mm-hmm. He plays the Red Hood. And I thought pretty good voice acting from all of them. Especially yeah. this was one of the first movies they did without the original voice actors. So no Kevin Conroy, no, no Mark Hamill, which I'm very surprised that Bruce Tim did a Batman Joker movie without those two guys. <laughs> Especially in like, it 2009. All, it all worked though. I don't know. It really, like, was, it did, I think it did better actually. Yeah. Cause there was, there was no point where I felt like the voice acting was bad. 
no. or their voice acting didn't sound right or anything. There was no problems with the voices at all. At all. And like, unless you really focus on it, they were just their characters, which is exactly what you want. Yeah. Um, I would say that I probably would have preferred a Kevin Conroy Batman. Cause it did seem like it was the Kevin Conroy Batman being told here. Mm-hmm. Like he did everything a Kevin Conroy Batman would have done. So I, I'm interested to see if, if they would have, uh, but I thought DiMaggio as Joker was excellent. Cause that's not the Mark Hamill Joker. So like that would have been, it was fine mm-hmm. the way it, I think the choice they made hit a little bit more of a deeper voice. Uh, not as, uh, not as energetic as Mark Hamill's Joker is where it's sounds more crazy. This Joker just kind of had a, like a Heath Ledger and a, um, Kind of a combination of both of Jack Nicholson and Heath Ledger a little bit there. I kind of I kind of wish he had a little bit more energy, and yeah, craziness to his voice because it especially when he was doing just lots of like gangstery thug things, it kind of just made him come off as more of a gangstery thug than a crazy the crazy Joker that he is. Right. Well, this is probably the Silver Age Joker, anyways. It's probably not the the Joker pretty much after 2008. So after the dark Knight came out, the Joker stories were then told more. Everyone wanted to recreate Heath Ledger. Every, everybody did. And the Joker before that style Joker existed was what you saw more Jack Nicholson, Mark Hamill ish. And that was the ideal Joker. And this was kind of more closer to that. Just as a little, because he's a gangster, he—that's what he is in the animated series. He's a—he's a—he's a gangster. But I would say Jack Nicholson, who was literally a gangster, was less. It, I'm not even saying he was—he was—he was. He was still had that like light jokiness to the like when he would say things. So I don't know. Yeah, well, we didn't get enough. We didn't get a lot of Joker in this movie to begin with. Mm-hmm. We got a lot of Black Mask, which I thought he was excellent. I loved him. I thought he kind of stole the movie at times. Just yeah. him getting angry all the time was just great. <laughs> yes. I just, I appreciate that he just has like a room full of suited people that he just yells thing at, yells things <laughs> at, and they just make things happen. <laughs> yeah. Just, and like his just secretary was like the star of the movie because yeah. she just... Everyone, like, there was all these massive guys, and they all stood, like, halfway across the room, and she would just be right up by him, and he would just yell in her face constantly, and she wouldn't, like, bat an eye. Right. Even even when, uh, uh, well, I, I don't want to get too much into it like that. But, yes, uh, Black Mask was excellent. So, the movie, pretty much, we open up with the, uh, the Jason Todd getting beaten to death with a pro- crowbar, and then gets blown up in the warehouse. Uh, so that's kind of like the opener. And then we go in this really cool title sequence screen with a, uh, great, uh, great score. I think, uh, Christopher Lewinsky or Lazinski or Drake. I don't know. Somebody, I forget who did the music in this, but did a uh, great job with it. Uh, it kept, it had that dark sinister sound to it and, it felt like I felt like when I was watching. I'm like, I'm watching a fucking Batman movie. Mm-hmm. 
even with like the CG crow and shit that was that was really cool. So the title screen I really enjoyed. <laughs> so Nightwing, how'd you like him? He he was alright. He he definitely was just there to follow Batman around, it felt like. I think he was there for someone for Batman to talk to. So Yeah, they just the needed viewer, someone they needed someone that could, so he could verbalize to, rather than just thinking in his head, and that was a convenient tool that they used. Right, I think so too. I think it was kind of funny when Nightwing shows up, and those thugs are all tied up, and one thug just happens to know everything about Batman. He's a fucking bat nerd or something, because he knew that he knew that Dick he knew that Nightwing used to be Robin and knew everything about him. <laughs> That's Batman's first sidekick. Like he just—he's the Bat nerd of the of the gang. Probably reads yeah. Batman comics. But yes, yes, the Batman fanboys exist even in a world where Batman <laughs> is a living person. <laughs> yeah, he. I was like, how the hell does he know this? Like, do you think that was actually like public knowledge? No. Like, yeah, because like I feel like it would just be one day Robin wouldn't be around. And the next city over, or wherever he, whatever, whatever, Nightwing pops up, and then he's just another bat person. Right. The only people that would maybe know that are the people that really, like, some of the villains that really, really know Batman. So, like, Ra's al Ghul, Joker, maybe even Riddler would know that. But other than that, I don't think Catwoman, whatever. But, like... Unless, maybe it was, I don't know. I guess if, like... You see it's Batman and Robin all the time, and then one day Robin's just not gone, and then there's another guy who goes by Nightwing that's around all the time, and then they occasionally are still together and fighting together. I guess you could probably make the connection, especially when the entire city is basically gang, like all criminals apparently that just gossip like schoolgirls. I love how Batman treats him in this movie too. Like... Uh, he's just like, you need help? He's like, no. He's like, all right, I guess I'll just watch. Like, <laughs> like he answered that question pretty quickly. But um, in Death in the Family, they explained why Dick kept showing up. And then it made sense then. Because I was wondering, like, when I'm watching this movie, like, I thought Nightwing, hate, like, didn't hate Batman, but didn't really want to, didn't want to work with him anymore. And, uh... Because they really explain that in the animated series that the the two went astray away from each other, and and that's why he became Nightwing because he no longer wanted to be Robin. It wasn't mm-hmm. like he was working with Batman and grew up and became Robin or Nightwing. He wanted to be completely separated from the Robin. He didn't want to be Robin anymore because Robin is Batman's sidekick. Mm-hmm. But the um and. And in the Titan show, they really deep dive deep into it more to the point where he didn't even want to be a superhero anymore. He was a he's a detective of a of a of Bloodhaven police force or whatever. And he would still find himself dressing up as Robin at night, fighting bad guys or killing them or whatever. And he's like, Why am I still doing this? So they dive deep into that in the Titan show. But the um, but to this, so Nightwing was a nice addition to this. 
we never really got a Nightwing Red Hood standoff or fight or anything, which no. which I thought would have been very interesting, especially when they found out who he was. Like Nightwing had no idea that it was Jason Todd. From what from what they showed us in this movie, I feel like Red Red Hood would have just like laid him out super fast. You would they, think. They didn't, they didn't give Nightwing a whole lot of credit in this movie. No. He definitely just seemed like derpy sidekick in this movie, which I know he isn't, but they didn't, at least in this movie, they did not do him just like they did not give him very much credit or justice here. He was, he was basically robbing in this. Well, yeah. Well, he had a fucking owner <laughs> for him too. He was like, he's good. He's really, really good. Ooh. Yeah. He kept complimenting him the entire time. Yeah. And I liked how Batman's like, yeah, he's putting on quite a show. <laughs> yep. But, um, and the, I, I did like, I can't, I, I like that he was like personally offended. Like that one moment where he like jumped off the building and he like spun around and cut the line. And he's like, he cut my line. Nobody cuts my line. Like he got personally <laughs> offended that somebody cut his grappling line. <laughs> like nobody cuts my line. That's unacceptable. Yeah, those chase scenes were great, especially like when he threw out the. Uh, he expected all of it too, and mm-hmm. he would uh, he he would get personal. Like he, the time where he was falling a little bit and he threw the gas tank and shot it right in front of Batman's face. I thought mm-hmm. that was really good. Because I feel um, like it was all the chases. I feel like were perfectly planned out. Like he had, like he he. I feel like he he almost wanted him to chase him. Well, in the death in the family, they explained that that. Oh yeah, they Batman, actually yeah. Batman said he that. knew they were traps, but he stupidly ran into them anyways. Mm-hmm. He he got what he he got too invested in it, and that's why he kept. He went too. He was because he was insulted by the challenge or whatever. I don't know. I can't remember exactly, but yeah, it was, oh yeah, it was all a setup. Basically it was all an elaborate manipulation of events. Very Batman like. Yeah. Maybe you think that kind of offended him a little bit too. Yeah. It's, it's cause I feel like Batman's usually the one who plays the game. He's, he's the one who sets so terrible. He's the one who sets the board and moves everyone around to create scenarios and traps and everything where he comes out on top. And in this scenario, he was one of the pieces being moved around. And yet I think he was aware enough to realize that he was being moved around. And I don't think he liked that. Yeah. Someone was doing it to him mm-hmm. and it was someone that he taught. Exactly. Yeah. Cause it's not like he taught that to Jason. Jason learned that from him. Mm-hmm. So, pretty. We don't find out he's Jason Todd until, um, pretty much they hinted at it right uh, after the second chase. Pretty much. Are you haven't lost your touch, Bruce. And by that point, mm-hmm. Nightwing was already out of the movie. He got a bad knee and decided to leave the movie. Yeah, he landed bad. A guy who jumps off of rooftops for a living landed bad, apparently. Just, I did like, like in Death of the ankle. Family when he was explaining uh, Jason's movements as like, advanced parkour and all that, like, uh, all that stuff. And mm-hmm. 
um, that's something that you would think that Dick would be really good at. <laughs> You'd think so, yeah. Being a trapeze artist and everything. Mm-hmm. Or that's not like you, maybe you think, Batman's I don't know. Forte. Yeah, you think he would be better at it than Batman would be. Right. Like, it almost, you almost feel like he should have been, like, on his heels the entire time and Batman would have been lagging behind. But, I don't know. That's how they should have wrote it. But then mm-hmm. you would have had more of a, a, a Nightwing Red Hood movie, and you, it, that doesn't that doesn't set up very well because that's not Nightwing was literally in the movie just for Batman to talk to. Yeah, because but they that, could have they could have easily played that chase where Nightwing got ahead of Batman. Yeah, and then in just like when the bomb blew up in the building, the reason why Nightwing got hurt and Batman didn't was because he was ahead of Batman. Yeah. And they could have easily done that without much effort, and then it would have actually shown that Nightwing isn't an incompetent kid. Right. <laughs> or you could have had uh, Red Hood break Jason, or uh, break his leg, or injure his leg, or something like that. Maybe they maybe he catches up, and they have a quick little scuffle, and. Uh, he gets his ass kicked and then he's back at the Batcave explaining to Batman that this guy, he knew every single thing I was going to throw at him. It's almost like, it's almost like you, uh, it's almost like I was fighting you. Mm-hmm. And then that maybe that's when Batman should have made, should have put it together. Yeah. That would have been an interesting moment too. Like if, if they had done that, where like, it's like, he, he knew exactly been like what the I was going to pers- do. Like some of the fighting techniques, and maybe it was recorded. Nightwing had it recorded in his mask or something, and like like this technique and that technique he used against me, and Batman been like, yeah, I've I'm the only one who knows that technique, and I only taught it to you, and <laughs> boom, mm-hmm. and his jaw drops a little bit. Yeah. So, pretty much what Red Hood is doing is he's causing chaos and uh, manipulating Black Mask. He's cutting into his territory, acting like a crime lord, and controlling crime, not uh, pretty much kind of like, pretty much, he was a crime lord in this. Yeah, which it was very interesting because it was... At what one of the news reports in the background or whatever they in the they they show the news report thing whatever and they're like yeah, crime is down significantly but at what cost because like of all the destruction and everything like that, but right. like so what he was doing was working was actually working, so it it was all there was an end goal to it but if he had just gone done 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 it this way or whatever, and just taken over if he had done exactly what he wanted where he took over all the underworld. And he didn't have to actually have to like fight against Black Mask because the only reason things were blowing up and doing stuff like that is because he had to take care of Black Mask people. Right. If Black Mask wasn't around to oppose him, and he was unirad, the unirad, he was the only <laughs> can't say words. He was the only one running the city. There wouldn't have been all that infighting, and everything would have been a lot smoother, and crime would have been down significantly. I love because he, he would have had a tight up, grip when he showed up to all those crime bosses and he shot the AK 47 at them, but just shot at the table 
And <laughs> one guy's like, you know, there's better ways of getting yourself killed, kid. He's like, yeah, like yelling at the guy with the AK-47. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Also, like, how did none of them shoot back? Yeah, I watched a video of everything wrong with Red Hood, and that was one of the things the guy brought up, was why does no one ever shoot back? I, I can offer one flimsy justification, though. Maybe he had, uh, maybe because he got the jump on him. Or because that was supposed to be a big meeting between a bunch of the gangs, they had a no guns thing. So they yeah. all left their guns outside when they entered the warehouse. So none of maybe. them were actually armed. That's that's one flimsy justification I can offer. Though I thought I thought I remember them having guns in their hands. Maybe they didn't. They might Let's, have actually been pointing guns. I don't remember the exact moments, but it's possible that that's a terrible justification. <laughs> yeah. They had to leave the bullets outside, but they could bring in the guns. <laughs> they left the bullets outside. That works. <laughs> that's what I'm going with. They had to leave uh, the bullets. Or maybe they had the wrong bullets. Mm. Or maybe they had Joker bang guns. All nope. of them. <laughs> the, the Red Hood had the high ground, which means they, they couldn't do anything. Right. Well, maybe they thought if they shot, because he wasn't shooting at them, and they, maybe they figured that part out. That if they want, if they, if he wanted them dead, they would have already been dead. Mm. And then once he, he threw down the, the duffel bag of heads, they, uh, <laughs> they decided, yeah, you know what? 40% works for me. <laughs> Which was apparently a better percentage than Black Mask was giving them. Right. Which is ridiculous, because what, what what percentage is Black Mask taking then? If 40% is a lot more than they're getting from Black Mask, are they only getting like 10% of their profits or something ridiculous like that? Are they kicking up like that much? That seems like a very poor business arrangement that would probably get overthrown very quickly by someone else, if not the Red Hood. Right. And he has the, and he proved that he could, he could protect them too. Barely. Yeah. I I think if that was actually, see if Black Mask had actually tested that a little bit more, he is only a single individual. And if they had hit like a bunch of places at once and done a bunch of things at the same time, he can't be everywhere. They could have easily dismantled him. By just killing lots of people at the same time, rather than going one after a time, one at a time. I like how Black Mask, like you're talking about, will have all these suited guys, so just guys that he could just punch while he's getting angry. And they all it's like, <laughs> that one poor guy after those two guys got punched, and he thought he was gonna get punched in the face, but then he got punched in the gut. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you saw his reaction, but like. Before he got punched, he was getting ready to get punched in the face. He had his eyes closed, and he started putting his hands up a little bit. And boom, he got punched in the stomach, and he was like, oh! (laughs) Uh. But it seems like Black Mask can uh, pack quite a punch. He was knocking them (laughs) guys out. (laughs) Yeah, because that's probably, that's all they're there for, is just to be punching bags, apparently. Right. I always like, like, he's like, you're an idiot. Like, yelling at the lady. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Just she just, just doesn't react at all. She just writes down his notes and then organizes the people. Did you catch the line where um he said that Batman destroyed Amazo or whatever? He's like, I could have sold the thing for scraps, but Batman took it. And she's like, Yes, Batman likes to keep things. <laughs> yes, like of of course. That's I really, after that scene, after she said that, whatever, I really wanted there just to be like an Amazo body laying in the corner of the Batcave somewhere and you just see it a tiny bit in the background or something like that. He does I just, like to keep things. He's all, It's almost like a serial killer taking trophies. Mm-hmm. I just, I just want there to, I, there has to be like a vault somewhere in that Batcave. And I just want like him to just like stroll through the vault one day and there's just like, hundreds and hundreds of these crazy contraptions and Amazo and all these different things all just scattered everywhere. Cause that probably has to exist, right? Well, in the animated series, the bat cave keeps getting more and more things added to it. Like he, there's the big quarter that he, that flipped two face that came off the bank. He had that in his bat cave. Uh, one of the T-Rexes that he, that was used in one of the episodes he had that in his bat cave like he he's he his bat cave was a trophy room so yes he does like to keep things yeah i mean he has the robin costume set up like a trophy kind of awkwardly actually yeah like it's not even like a case with a bunch of other suits. It's literally just like a Robin suit, just chilling there. Yeah. So it pretty much, uh, red hood is causing so many problems that, um, black mask, uh, gets his assassins. I think called like the fearsome four or something like that. And I have to get a new name. <laughs> yes, they do. But uh, they showed up, and did you like the fact where uh, the Red Hood was fighting them off, kind of, but barely in the beginning? Mm-hmm. And they're they're just like say they said something to him, and he's like, "No, I'm just stalling." <laughs> yeah, he's like I'm just buying some time, and then he just shows up, and then they both because he could have probably taken care of that himself. He was just. He was just buying some time. He wanted he wanted the he wanted to fight with Batman again. Yeah. He protected him too. Mm-hmm. So he clearly didn't want him dead. Yeah, because I, I think like because he 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 had a use for him. He needed uh he hadn't met his plan yet. Right, he even he told him he that my plan has just begun. Like he didn't, he didn't he left want, him. Yeah, he didn't want Batman dead. He wanted Batman to see his side. Right. Uh, and so he killed the one guy, and he even told Batman, just be lucky I only killed one of them. Mm-hmm. They're With all criminals. The yeah, they're, they're super advanced space ninja assassins, apparently. <laughs> Whatever they're supposed to be. I, yeah, they, they kind of just came out of nowhere. They're just like super robot assassins. I love that Batman kept putting those like those rockets on the back of some of these those dudes, and they they he would just use those things so much. <laughs> like he just had these rocket things, <laughs> and they would just he's, ex- he's, 
these people would just explode and go flying somewhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they just they just took off and just like flew away. I'm like, okay. They're just like um, in Just Cause. I don't know if you played Just Cause, but you got you had these like rocket grenades you could throw on things. They're basically the same thing, and it just made me think of that game. And I'm just like, oh my god, Batman has the rocket grenade things now. So, and he really liked using them because he just used them on like everybody. He just kept rocket rocket boosting everyone away. Like, <laughs> like he just got a new toy and he just had to play with it all the time. Yeah, and this um, for the most part was pretty crisply animated too, where it actually you felt like you're watching a fight, like it didn't feel bad or badly mm-hmm. animated. So like, yeah. and for the majority of this movie, I thought this movie was animated very very well. Yeah. Especially like the chases and the fights and everything like that. Like everything was very, everything had weight to it. Right. Which is a problem that happens sometimes in animation where they make characters do things that don't make a lot of sense. And yeah. they did, well, pre- they did a really good job in like giving everyone weight and physics and make sense in general. Well, I mean, there was a part where Red Hood ran across a blimp. That was just kind of there. But other than that, it was pretty good. Why? What's wrong with the blimp? It was just kind of... I don't I don't know. I don't. Can you run on a blimp? Blimps are uh, basically a solid metal frame. Are they? Okay. Yeah. I, I thought that they, I are thought not... they would be able to hold... I thought that would kind of like... You wouldn't be able to balance on it like that. Blimps are actually really solid, not soft like balloons i like how this gotham city still has blimps too and at times it seems like it's (laughs) it's it's not just does the city have blimps they have police blimps yeah on the bridge scene there was two giant blimps that said gcpd on the side with spotlights they have spotlight blimps (laughs) <laughs> I didn't know that the blimps were in the police budget, but apparently they are. Well, it's something in the Batman universe. They've always had them, but normally when they retell these uh, stories with modern technology, they don't usually incorporate the blimps. Like you, yeah. Usually, I feel like it would it would it'd make more in kind like modern times for them to be like helicopters. Yeah, but I do appreciate that they're too. blimps. Yeah, they did have helicopters also. Mm-hmm. And I liked how Nightwing is like, you know what I miss about working with you? The toys. And Nightwing, I think, said the same word to same thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, Batman said it to him. He's like, we're, it's like, look at all the gadgets. We're like a bunch of walking armories. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, because they both had their crazy contraptions all over the place. And apparently his jacket was incredibly flammable for some reason. And and he built an exploding helmet. (laughs) Actually, yeah, that that was, I I, I saw, I'm like, what if somebody grabbed the detonator or the detonator (laughs) got pressed? Your head's just going to explode. Why would you have that? It was not a very well thought out plan. Like, and it's not like the helmet was easy to take off, too. He had to, like, release them at latch, and the thing, like, opened up. It was not a quick-release helmet. Like, 
they took a minute. It took a couple seconds to take that helmet off. So if someone was going to press that button, it's not like you could just rip the helmet off real quick. Like, no, that thing was stuck on there. Was it just me, or did it seem like Jason Todd's uh, was more adult than Nightwing? Or Nightwing kind of came off almost like a kid, or like a teenager. Or Jason Todd came off as like a 30-year-old adult. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, Jason Todd was definitely, he was, there was not much joking in anything he did. And Nightwing just seemed like he was comic relief. Yeah. Like every I feel like almost like every line he said was borderline a joke. Yeah. Well, he did say I'm chat he's like I don't like to belabor a point and Albert's like and yet you're about to. <laughs> I'm chatty, it's what I do. He like, does. He does chat a lot. That's he what is he said. chatty. It's just like ugh. He is chatty. Even though like the one video I said is like they're ripping off Spider-Man with that line. And I'm like, uh, I don't know, Nightwing, he talks a lot. He always does. Mm-hmm. I liked it when they interrogated the Joker, too. And uh, Nightwing was, like, <laughs> threatening him. He's like, oh, bird boy, you're not any fun anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Look uh-huh. at you and your big boy pants. Yeah, in which a Batman apparently put him in a. I like that that was a line. It was like, it's like, oh, you're gonna put me in a full body cast again for six months. Yeah, you're gonna find so me dead this time. <laughs> mm-hmm. So like, so apparently Batman just stops by to Arkham to just beat the crap out of Joker on occasion. I'm assuming he probably when he caught him after the Jason Todd thing, he probably beat him half to death. Mm-hmm. That's going to be my guess. I think he's been in prison ever since. Yeah, I think like so. he's, It's a pretty secure prison for the most part, even though Batman and Nightwing could just walk in. But I assume it was commissioned. He's got special. Yeah, he's got special visiting privileges with the Joker, probably. Right. I assume that the police just let him in because it's Batman. Yeah. I did like when... Uh, <laughs> Nightwing was like, so he is locked up, like a lot locked up. Do you think we should pay him a visit? And Batman's already <laughs> starting up the Batmobile. <laughs> mm-hmm. He's like, for once, can you say, let's get in the car? <laughs> yeah. You think he would have expected that, though? Yeah. That's why I think he was kind of offended by it. He's like, come on. Right now, I was almost about to drink this coffee. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Hot chocolate or whatever he was about to drink. Yeah. And just like, you feel like if you've worked with Batman long enough, you just get into habit of like not turning your back on Batman so he doesn't disappear on you. Yeah. Yeah, he does do that. For a guy his size, you would think that he wouldn't be able to disappear that quickly on you. Cause he's like a, he's probably about, I think a six foot five, six foot four bat or man mm-hmm. bat. Yeah. I will say I, I am six, five. I'm a pretty big dude. I tend to scare people a lot because I just, I walk up behind people and then 
they do, they never hear me, and then they they always jump because I'm standing behind them. Yeah, but have you ever I, had a conversation with someone and was able to disappear in mid sentence? I feel like I need to try now. <laughs> that's gonna be that's gonna become my new thing. I'm just gonna start disappearing when people turn around. It's gonna be how I end conversations going forward. I like to do it at drive-throughs. Like I'll order my food, and then while they're repeating my order, I always I just drive up to the window while they're talking because I like to be like mm. I, I feel like that's me trying to be like Batman for a minute. Mm. And then and it turns out of, they actually screwed up your order. A lot of times they'll be repeating my order, and I'm at the window and I'm watching them repeat my order. <laughs> oh God, that's awful. Yeah, well, that's that's my little tribute to Batman. <laughs> Do they just look over at you and then are super confused? Yeah, a little bit. Oh, that was quick, and I don't I don't even acknowledge it. You're just breaking some poor like fast food like customer employee's brain there, like. Well, it's kind of funny because I say that's like me being Batman, but then again, Batman's never going to be at a line at a Taco John's. <laughs> I don't know. You don't, you don't, you don't know. He, he said he would get takeout in that one movie. Or what did, no, what did he say? Damn it. The awful movie. I'll get oh, drive. To, I'll get that. drive through. I'll get drive through, yeah, man. So I guess he does take the Batmobile through drive throughs It is canon. Well, we're not. No, no, no. <laughs> not using that movie. <laughs> Though in one Justice League episode, he did he did go into a coffee diner. He went into a diner once as he Batman. Apparently, oh really? As Batman? Yeah. So, he, uh, the episode where did you ever see that one where the that dude was going into people's uh, dreams. I vaguely, but I don't remember the details. I remember the so general. Every member of the Justice League, anyone that would go to sleep, this guy was able to get into their dreams and make it so they couldn't wake up. And mm-hmm. Batman and John were the only two that didn't sleep because John doesn't sleep. And Batman also doesn't sleep. And he was already going on 48 hours of no sleep yeah. before. Mm-hmm. So, that, yeah. so yeah, he's driving and he's starting to nod off a little bit. He even punched a hole through his uh, bat shield to get the air in a little bit. And he put on this really obnoxious Barney the Dinosaur music to kind of keep him awake. And he was still nodding off. And then he just pulled over and he went into a diner and just bought a bunch of coffee. <laughs> They're all looking at him like, huh? Yeah, How would so you feel he, if you were the you were you were the diner per, diner employee who just was there and Batman walks in and orders a bunch of coffee? And Batman exists in this universe. Well, yeah. Okay, so because I I have a feeling that that might happen on Saturday nights after bar close. <laughs> you might get a drunk guy who thinks he's Batman, but um, if if it was actually Batman. And he exists in that universe. How would I act? I'd probably give him his coffee. No, I just say, when you do, would you try to get Batman's autograph? No. Would you try to like selfie with Batman? No. 
<laughs> no, I, I would probably ask him what he's working on and could I come? <laughs> okay, come on now. If Batman is on is working, do you really want to be anywhere near what the hell he's doing? No, but I'll sit in the Batmobile. Mm. I don't know. Now, do I know he's Bruce Wayne? No. Okay, because he wouldn't be Bruce Wayne. He'd probably be like someone else in this universe. However, Bruce Wayne apparently does like to hang out in coffee shops a lot and tell stories to people. That's very true. It does happen. It seemed to happen a lot to a lot of different a lot of different scenarios and a lot of different times. He likes hanging out in coffee shops. Yes, he did it in The Dark Knight Returns with Gordon. Um, did it with I think he was drinking in that one, but <laughs> he did it obviously in Death in the Family, and then I forget there's what the there's that clip with John. Yes, from the the Batman. Mm-hmm. That was probably the best part of that whole show was that episode. That episode was awesome. I just it seems like there's a lot of clips of Bruce hanging out in coffee shops. Yeah, well, it's that time period too where coffee shops were a thing. Mm. Now, now you'd be lucky to find a diner. I don't know. I feel like they still exist. They do. But I mean, it's not as popular. They're not. There's not a lot of them anymore, especially with the whole COVID thing shutting a lot of them down. Now it's just it's all it's just all going to be Starbucks. Right. The day the Batman. I'm talking about like diners like Denny's, but don't exist. I know. Like Denny's is not even really a diner, so it'd be more like a George Webb's. George Mm Webb's is a diner. Yeah. I kind of wish we had Waffle Houses up here. Yeah. Waffle House is great. I wish we had a Jack in the Box. Those are amazing. Are they? Yeah. I had it I had it once and just thought it was average. Oh. I guess it all depends on where you go. I mean I, I got the tacos that I like their tacos. Mm. Anyways, so Batman is a thing. We're talking about fast food chains. Um, <laughs> Do you think Batman eats at Jack in the Box? If Jack in the Box exists in Gotham, I'm sure he would. Well, I know a lot of the DC characters like to eat at Big Belly Burger. Okay, which, okay. Which is like the number one fast food chain in Central City. Okay. It's like their McDonald's. But it's more like a cops or Murphs or something like that. Yeah. Or Bubba's. It's like more okay. of one of them places. Or a Culver's. Right, right. Okay, let's move on. I, I'm done yes, talking I, about food. Okay. Yes. So, so anyways, we get um, Black Mask gets so desperate that he says, I'm about to negotiate with a psychopath. And that's when he breaks the Joker out of Arkham. Uh, did you like how the one guard just gets shot? <laughs> yep. We have a timetable to keep. So they just killed the one guard because he wouldn't walk away when the guys told him. Right. And That's what you get for picking up somebody's shift. Yeah. I did like the... Uh, <laughs> they're like, does he know... <laughs> 
does he know what's going on? <laughs> he knows he's leaving. He's, he's like, it's going to be a slumber party. I packed my toothbrush. Oh, God. He was obsessed with slumber parties. He kept bringing them up, I feel like. <laughs> well, he, he said the weird red hood line with the motorcycle fetish line. He said that to Batman. Then again, he said it again. He said the same exact line later um, mm-hmm. to the red hood. It's just kind of yeah. weird that you think when they wrote it, they forgot they used that line or they thought it was so funny that he should use it again. Yeah, I found that kind of weird that they he literally verbatim said the exact same line, which I guess he was saying it to different people. So maybe it was just because he was like really hung up on that. They wanted to drive through that he was really hung up on that detail. Well, I mean, like it's 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 realistic. Don't get me wrong, but mm-hmm. it's weird. You don't usually see that in movies. It'd be like. In a movie, if uh, somebody says says a line or whatever, and the other character says what, they don't repeat the line. I don't know if you ever noticed that in movies. Mm-hmm. They won't repeat the actual line. They'll say something else. And that's just yeah. because the, the listeners or the viewers already seen it. Why would you repeat it? Yeah. So that part was kind of weird, but I was... I, it didn't distract me at all. It was just something that I picked up when I was watching it again. Like, didn't you mm-hmm. just use that line? Yeah, and it's not like it was like a really like it was a weird line to begin with. Right. I didn't know what the hell he was talking about. Something about motorcycle fetishes or something. Like he, he's not really riding a motorcycle. <laughs> I don't know. He's wearing a motorcycle about. because he's got because when he did it, he did his tuxedo thing. Oh yeah, and he's wearing the, when, the biker jacket. And he's yeah, he's wearing a biker jacket. I guess. Kids these days. Kids these days. I, I did love it when he um so when Black Mask was saying, I'll pay you to murder the Red Hood. And he's like, Can I get some water? And just kind of really similar to the Heath Ledger scene with the pencil. Mm-hmm. He he grabs the glass, breaks it. Slits one of the dude's throats, grabs the dude's gun, and shoots everybody in the room. <laughs> Just because he can. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, I'm gonna need some I'm gonna need a big truck. And I'm gonna need some guys. Well, not these guys, because they're kind of dead. He didn't shoot the lady though. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He did end up tying her up with black mask though. <laughs> yeah, that was great. He's lighting them all on fire, or he's gonna light them all on fire. He's like, "Give me a minute. I'm about to set fire to your gang." <laughs> I was like, "Okay, go ahead." <laughs> it's not even his gang. It's Black Mask gang. Like that's. Um, I think like he grabbed. He yeah, I don't know. Did he? I think he grabbed a bunch of the Red Mask guys too, though. Probably, and then Black Mask is down there. The only yep. one that doesn't have a muzzle on, by the way. Everyone else has their mouth tied, but they left Black Mask's uh, mouth untied. Because Joker wanted to have someone to banter with while he was burning alive. He wasn't even talking to him, though. He was when he opened the thing. I don't know. I loved it when he's yelling, like, this wasn't part of the damn deal. (laughs) 
I think it's because the animators and the writers wanted Black Mass to keep talking because they probably were just getting a kick out of him. Mm-hmm. And then they, um, they they wanted him to talk more because they liked the voice actor. Probably. And uh, so then, Joe uh, Red Hood is explaining everything to Joker from really high up in the air, where I would highly doubt they'd be able to hear each other. They're really far away. <laughs> but it's a movie, so we'll allow it. And um, Black Mask even says, like, you can't trust anybody. <laughs> I felt bad for Black Mask a lot in this movie. <laughs> eh. He kind of deserved it. Oh, yeah, he definitely did. Eh. He was very violent towards his, his employees. <laughs> Only because he was being provoked. Yeah, because yeah, because people were trying to take his ninety percent of the profit that was going to him. (laughs) (laughs) That would make you upset. But you kind of have to expect something like that to happen. Fair. He created a terrible business deal. Of course, everyone's going to jump ship. They were just waiting for the right guy. So a little scuffle happens. Uh, Red Hood then, or Batman shows up. I liked how he immediately tried to get the Joker because he knew that's who Red Hood was going after. Mm-hmm. And then Red Hood cut his line again, which seems to be a theme where he's like, needs to stop cutting my lines. But <laughs> it's because yeah. Batman is very line slash grappling dependent i never realized it until this movie but he uses like grapplings for everything everything is some sort of grappling for him it's just like grapplings grapplings it's like they're everywhere he just grapplings everything he must be invested in like grappling stock because he just buys grapplings by like the crate or something like that i don't know he He's told, a lot of grapplings. He told Batman if you want him, get him at Crime Alley, which is the area where his parents were killed. Mm-hmm. So that was a that was a nice little touch. Uh, at least we didn't also get... where he met him apparently. So true, true, because Batman likes to spend time in Crime Alley a lot. Well, he parks his car in Crime Alley apparently. Should we get into the Rachel Ghoul thing or not really? There wasn't much to it, really. But yeah, we can. Did we say anything about it? Nothing. I think we talked about it before we went on the air. But yeah, so it, yeah, we he, it was Rachel Ghoul's the one who brought him back, anyways. And right, I mean, it, it was, was kind of a cool scene. Batman shows up. There's not really a lot there. It was more in Death in the Family. He did a better job with it. Yeah, Death in the Family actually. Gave it some weight because they actually explained. Because in, in Red Hood, just the Red Hood scene, it was kind of odd. Because he just showed up, talked to him a little bit, and then he just disappeared. Yeah. Without really even asking him any hard questions. He just kind of accepted what he said without question. Which, But then in Death in the Family, they're like, oh yeah, all of his micro-expressions and emotional reactions to everything I said prove that he was telling the truth. And blah blah blah, and he had actually like he actually had the explanation and why he just accepted what he said so easily. 
So when you're watching the Red Ho- the Death in the Family, the the Batman story version, um, was it kind of? I thought it was a little cool because it felt like you're watching the movie with commentary on, but it's Batman commentating the movie. <laughs> yeah, it was. It, it gave the context a, a bunch of things that you may have realized or you may not have, but it just it it gave. I feel like it was nice. It was a nice touch to it. You know, one thing I kind of would have been interesting if they did with Death in the Family, or alternate Red Hood is pretty much what it is, is mm-hmm. told the same movie but from different perspectives. So it's like you're getting a different movie. So like the second movie should have been told completely in Jason Todd from when he died, how he got resurrected, all everything. Just mm-hmm. following him. Him setting up the plan. Him grabbing that, you know, getting that apartment, setting up all the booby traps and everything like that, ready for Batman. I just think it would have been a little more interesting if they did something like yeah, that. Yeah, that would have been that like would have been a, an interesting thing, like seeing him dive more into depth until taking the underground, basically. Yeah, that would have been a lot more. That would have been a really interesting perspective too, because he was doing a lot of stuff we never saw. Right, like he, he kept himself busy. He wasn't just lounging around. He was he was working on things. He was doing a lot of stuff. He was blowing up a lot of things, I'm pretty sure. Oh, yeah. There's always explosions in Batman's town. I don't know why they always have all these chemical plants in Gotham, by the way. Seems like no one ever works there, and they're not being used for anything except getting ready to be blown up by somebody. Yeah, I... I I don't know. Yeah, chemicals are like Gotham's only, like, industrial business, apparently. Chemicals and empty warehouses. That's what they specialize in. <laughs> a lot of empty warehouses. It's like everyone owns a warehouse. Every crime boss. So we get to the final showdown, essentially, between Red Hood and Batman. And probably the best... I'd say like this entire thing went maybe 12 to 15 minutes from when the fight started to the to the climax of the movie. And this, in my opinion, and a lot of people's opinion too, this is the best 12 minutes that you're probably ever going to see in a Batman film, live action or animated. Do you agree? I don't know. That's a pretty bold statement right there. I know, but I, I... I would say it was a it was really good. I don't know if I can fully claim it's the best scene ever, but... It was a really good scene. Everything, everything incorporated the fight, the the way they did the fight, where it was, you, it, it, it was like Batman didn't even know why he was really fighting, so you could tell he was holding back, but he really wasn't either, because he was fighting with a lot of anger, because to him it's like his, this is his kid that he turned into a weapon that is using it against him and it offends him but he doesn't know why Mm -hmm. he he thinks it's because he's angry with him for not saving him which we find out that it had nothing to do with that that jason Mm -hmm. even forgave him he's like i forgive you for not for not saving me it's almost like he accepted the fact that there's a possibility that he could die as robin and he was he he was okay with that Mm mm-hmm because you know he probably he did every he he would do everything in his power 
to save him. And the fact that he wasn't able to save him, he definitely tried his best. So that's, it's not like Batman neglected him and that's what happened. Like he obviously was tried his best and they showed us that he did. So it's like, okay to forgive him for that. But yeah, what those, what he didn't forget, forgive him for was not killing the Joker. Right. Which would make sense. Mm-hmm. And it totally, it would totally, it justifies, it, it, it justifies everything he's doing. But then it also makes him kind of come off as a, uh, almost little bratty. It's just like, oh, you're kind of the emotional child. I get it now. Or I'm fine with it. Like, it's fine. But it seemed like everything he did was so meticulous and so plotty and planny that the payoff kind of comes off. His, His ending plan to me just didn't really fit the whole planning to begin with. Like, yeah, here, he have had... A- have a gun prevent me from shooting the joker and if for for me to to prevent me you have to shoot me like those are his only options shoot him or let him shoot the joker or he could just walk away and let him shoot the joker because what does he care Mm -hmm. i will say i was surprised he actually did shoot at batman yeah that i couldn't believe he did that but based on my expert analysis of the angle of the bullet if batman had moved it looked like he was going to get shot in the shoulder at best right i don't think he was going to try to kill him he wasn't he wasn't going for the kill shot he just didn't want he wanted to stop him from walking away i feel like maybe he knew he was going to dodge it yeah he probably has armor on anyway so it probably would have just been like bad armor deflected do you like how he dodged a fucking bullet yeah that that was that was actually kind of crazy that's fucking awesome (laughs) and then he threw the battering and just hit the inside of the gun so the gun would explode in his hand Mm -hmm. and even joker was like you rootin tootin god loving monster you found a way to win and yet everybody still loses Oh, that was that was really great. And then what he presses the thing, whatever, and there's a bomb going and Batman goes to deactivate the bomb and Joker tackles him. And it's like, no, wait, I want let it go off this the way I win. And then I'm the only one who wins. This is so much better. He's like, yeah, don't. Yeah, I think he said, don't do it. He's like, don't don't spoil it. I'm the only one who gets what he wants tonight. Me, you and the kid, we all go out together. <laughs> Don't you just love a happy ending? Uh, that was that was a great thing. Though. Then, so which also I feel like Red Hood didn't really cover, but that he survived that. Yes, I kind of, I kind of thought that he got killed in that. Was kind of the impression that that was almost the impression I got from it, but then in Death in the Family they 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 said that they're looking for him. So I, at the end of the Red Hood, I kind of got the impression that he died. No, see, just because there was no body. Mm. In comic books, especially in movies, no one's ever dead until you find a body. Well, to be fair, they had a body, and then it turned out it was not a body. <laughs> it's very true. 
stupid. So a body They're doesn't. Careless. They don't even. Careless. Apparently, the body. Yeah. I should have checked the body. Think. Oh my god. Also, is Alfred like at that that moment when he dug up his grave and he opened it and it was a perfect pristine body in there? And Alfred's like, "See everything exactly how as it should be." I'm like, what? It, it, you just believe that that's decayed? how this works? It's, yeah. Wouldn't the body been decayed? It's been like five years. It's been five years, and you think the body just looks exactly the same way when you open the coffin? That's not how this works, Alfred. Jesus, read a book. <laughs> Yeah, I think Alfred watches too many movies. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, that was a big one. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that pretty much, that's pretty much the Red Hood. How, how, did you, how did you feel about Death in the Family? We'll talk about that a little bit. Um, I kind of have... So, first thing is... I thought the alternate like paths that you could take or something like that, they all had interesting ideas. Just nothing was really flushed out. And I feel like that's kind of the weakness of it as a movie where you, some movies or some paths would take 30 minutes and then others would take a couple minutes. And it seemed like there were only two paths that actually had like a full flushed out, like, um, path that you could really take, and the rest were just kind of just enders or stinkers. Mm-hmm. Um, I do like the uh, I do like the idea of when you decide that you're not going to kill anyone, and he's going to be like this justified uh, following Batman's footsteps, and he becomes the Red Hood and all that kind of stuff, and then he finds out that he's been killing people the whole time with. Uh, Joker Joker explaining it all to him. I mm. thought that was my favorite ending. And I felt like that could have you could on a whole movie like that. Yeah. They could have almost done this movie like that a little bit. Maybe not. No, you'd have to make a complete it would have to be a completely different movie. Like it should be Red Hood alternate red hood or something uh, yeah. like that yeah yeah but i i'd like to see, and i don't like that they kept using scenes from red hood i i wanted original scenes but i feel like that was the whole point is they wanted to reuse stuff they had yeah i know that's why they did it and that's why to me it comes off kind of sloppy and lazy in a way where it's not an original movie it's a it's almost like a remake of a movie that came out 10 years, 10, 12 years ago. Mm. I don't know. Like the one, the other main one where the, like the actual story thread, which I think was one of the better ones was where he Batman dies and he goes through and like all the members of the justice league, like show up and try to comfort him and everything like that. And they're all just telling him like how great Batman was. And there's the one thing he goes, it's crazy that all these superpower people are talking about the one guy that didn't have powers so highly or something right. like that. Which is true. Like they, they, all these people like the justice league, they like, they respected Batman a lot, but then it all, then there's the, 
it comes to the diner scene where he goes and he sits in the diner and there's just a guy standing there talking and he's like, yeah, it reminds me of the joke. And then it's the same joke from the end of the killing joke. And he, he, he realizes it and butter knifes him into the eye. And it was Joker who without Batman was just a guy who was apparently in therapy. Right. Because the Joker is not insane. And that's one thing that people sometimes don't understand. Where the Joker's not insane. He's super sane. He's very well aware of what he's doing. So he could turn it off. Anytime. Hmm. So, like, if he wanted to be normal, he could be normal. Mm-hmm. He doesn't okay. want to be. He's super sane. Mm. He knows he's the bad guy in the story, so he chooses to be the bad guy. Okay. So that's why it's very believable that if Batman were to disappear, he might dis- he would disappear, too. Mm-hmm. I said, like, in one of the animated series episodes, uh, in the episode The Man Who Killed Batman, he actually, um, Batman is dead for, or they think Batman's dead, and Joker doesn't believe it. So he robs a jewelry store, and he's waiting for Batman to show up, and Batman does not show up. And Joker's like, I don't get it. This is how this usually goes. I show up, I cause problems, he shows up. We have some laughs and we do the whole thing over again. But without Batman, he's like, and I don't think he's going to show up this time. And without Batman, crime has no punchline. And they told, and then he he told all his guys to put everything back. <laughs> and he left the he left the jewelry store with no without stealing anything because it's not about the steal; it's about having fun with Batman. Mm-hmm. He even gave an, an amazing eulogy for Batman's funeral. <laughs> it was great. I'll have to send it to you when we get off the show. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, it's totally believable that he would just be a normal guy. Yeah. I did like the um, in the one story where Joker's explaining everything to him, and when he figured when he took the Red Hood mask off and saw saw Robin, and his response, he kind of said one bad day, and was smiling. Mm-hmm. I thought that was really good. Yeah, which is another reference to the Killing Joke. Yep, that's what that whole movie. That's what the whole Killing Joke's about. So yeah, there's mm-hmm. a lot of strong killing joke in this. Did you notice in the Red Hood when Batman flew his Nightwing, there were two people making out on the rooftop? Yes. Do you think uh, Do you think Batman got the idea from that? What do you mean? From the Killing Joke.
Oh no, it's a killing joke would have came first in this universe. Yeah. It's killing weird joke because before this, you threw yeah, confusing my brain here, man. Sorry. The Red Hood movie comes first and um the way they did it. They they did the killing joke second. But yeah. Yeah, in the do timeline you, of this movie, Killing Joke already happened, the story of Killing Joke. Right. Do you think Batman saw that in his Nightwing thing, or, or his wing that he was driving, and had been like, yep, I remember those days as he flies over. Been there, done that. <laughs> been there, done that. That was the best. <laughs> been that mistake. Or he should have shown up on the rooftop and been like, you know, I was in there, your shoes once didn't really work out for me and then back grapple away yeah that that could have been a thing it just like he was flying so close to those roofs my thought was like man what if there is someone like standing like too close to the edge and he's bat thing just like decapitates someone his bat jet as he flies through the narrow gaps well you know that was something that was added by Bruce Tim. So the the rooftop thing wouldn't have happened. I don't know. It would have, but it happened later. It's kind of weird because it's like the it's kind of like how they did Mystery of the Batwoman and Batman Beyond. Because Mystery of the Batwoman movie came out after Batman Beyond. But Batman Beyond had uh, Bruce looking at photos reminiscing of the past date or the past women of his life. And that one Batwoman character wasn't one of them because (laughs) she didn't exist yet in the universe. But Mm -hmm. it's in the future, so she should have been in there. Yeah. Because it seemed like they had kind of a serious relationship, that that would have been one of them. Yeah. But weird, some of weird the, context issues of storylines versus creation times. Yes, and that would be kind of the killing joke kind of thing because the Batgirl story happened months before the killing joke, I think, or years. I yeah. can't remember. I don't remember exactly. It's not really important. No. Uh, but yeah, overall, I thought Death and the Family had some interesting ideas, but uh, I uh, don't. It doesn't feel like it's a finished movie. Yeah, that's that's what I feel like. It's it's a collection of interesting ideas and context to the Red Hood. And like some, like little things they little games they played with like different tangents of, like I really like the one where it was like, uh, what'd you call it, Hush Robin, where he killed a yeah. lot, like he was just killing everyone, or in what there was a couple of things where he was like they called him I think Bloody Robin, when he was just when he just started killing all the criminals and everything like that. Red Robin. Red Robin, that's what it is. Red Robin. I forget who Red Robin was in the in the comics. I want to say it was Tim Drake becomes Red Robin. Huh. Is he as murdery as this Red no, Robin? No, he doesn't. He's not even. I don't even think he's murdery. 
Mm. But I think... I like I like that it's murdery. Yeah, he gets really murdery. It seems like it doesn't matter which path you take, he gets murdery. Pretty much. Which he's just murdering every version of Red Hood. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I don't. I really don't think there's there's any version where he doesn't kill anyone. Do you think though the way the Joker died in the diner was a little anticlimactic? A knife to the eye. No, I feel like he went out telling a joke. It's the way he would have wanted to go. No, I'm just talking about like. Do you even think that would kill him that quickly? It's a it's a knife in the brain. It should have killed him instantly. He shouldn't have been able to oh, do it. Oh, a knife left. to the brain. Okay. There was only like an inch of the knife left hanging out of his eye socket. Like <laughs> the knife was all the way into his brain. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe because in the Dark Knight Returns, he had a battering in his eye and he fought. He was alive for quite a while. Yeah, I feel like that should have actually done a lot more damage to him than it did. <laughs> but then again, Batman got stabbed a bunch of times, too, and that seemed like it should have done more damage than it did, too. Yeah, apparently everyone is just, like, a lot harder to kill in these movies. Right. Or in those movies, at least. But, I don't know, you think it's you think that's all we got for, for both of these? I think so, yeah. I think we, we covered it pretty well. Alright, um, so what are we doing next week? Did we have a final decision? Nope. It's up to you now. I put, I, put it, uh, I put it on you. Can I just say stay tuned? Listen to the next one, find out? Nope, you're going to make the decision. I don't remember what we were discussing. Oh, it doesn't matter. You, you make the decision, because I... I do it every week, so you can just you can just tell me what I'm watching. We're watching Star Wars. Um, Star Wars, Batman. <laughs> see, Batman in some context. <laughs> oh God, I would love that movie. That'd be interesting. Is there a space Batman other than Batman Beyond? Batman Beyond's not a space Batman. I don't know. It's pretty futuristic. Futuristic, but it's not space. Fine. No is there a is there a space Batman? Um. Besides, maybe some Justice League episodes where he does a few things with Green Lantern. Hmm. Seems like a big thing they're missing there. A space Batman. Yeah. He's supposed to be on Earth, okay? <laughs> We're hey, not putting they're, Batman they're... in space. What if there's a space Gotham? Oh, God, you're, you're grasping at straws. <laughs> you oh, can just God. watch Green Lantern, because Green Lantern is very space-orientated. Yeah, but there's not a Batman there. Pretend like he's Batman. That's That's disrespectful to the... Batman slash Green Lantern. <laughs> well, I'm not the one who wants to put Batman in space. 
I don't know. I that's feel like it's just a hole in there. Batman altogether. Nah, it's just a hole in their storylines there. They should have a space Batman. Do you want to do uh, a movie we didn't even discuss earlier? What What would that be? Batman, Superman, Apocalypse. Because then you get your little space... You go on, you get Batman on a different planet. What What is that movie? It's a, uh, it's introducing Supergirl, and they, uh, it has dark, it has dark side in it. He's the main villain, and it's a, it's a Batman Superman movie, pretty much. It's similar to Public Enemies, but it's Apocalypse. Okay. Yeah, why don't we do that one? It's made by it's Kevin Conroy, Tim Daly, and the guy who voiced Darkseid in the animated series. So it's the animated series cast. Okay. So we'll do uh we'll do Batman Superman Apocalypse or Superman Batman Apocalypse. I'm not sure what it's called that way. And we'll just we'll do that movie next week because that one's pretty good. All right. And with that, I'm Dan Stevens with Peter O'Keefe saying goodbye until next time. Sit down, Freddy. It's my meeting. It's him, Batman. We didn't do nothing. Well, we all know that's a lie. Who the hell are you? Smoke him! I said sit down. You want to die? There's easier ways to kill yourself. Yeah, like yelling at the guy who's holding the AK-47.